everybody and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. My name is Paul Salerno and I'm the creator and host of the show. Today is September 25th and this is another episode of Talk Radio. Remember, I'm recording Talk Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and you can catch them on demand on the Buzzsprout Network at your convenience. On Talk Radio, I start by doing Sports Recap highlighting the big moments in the sports in the last couple of days. Then I have a theme and I talk about that for a couple minutes. And today's theme is going to be NFL Week 3 Preview. The website is up and running, sportscomedyshow.net. On the website's homepage, you can see a list of the talk radio's theme. Plus, I've added an NFL page that has funny football briefs which has comical moments of the games played each week. So check it out. And again, that's at sportscomedyshow.net. And that's the NFL page. And finally, the latest feature story called A Day at the Sportsbook is out. So when you get a chance, listen to it, as it's a story of rags to riches in the sportsbook. Make sure you listen to the whole show today as I will be giving you a five-star pick at the end of the, the show. Last week's pick was the Pats, and they did cover, so my five-star picks are now one-in-one. One. So let's get into things and see how things are going in the world of sports. Let's start off in the NBA. Well, on Monday night, we saw Miami beat, um, beat Boston 112-109, and the big story there, and there was a big story, and that is rookie Tyler Hero. He has 37 points for Miami. Um, and the, the reason why it was such a big story was um, the last time a, um, somebody, a rookie's dropped that many points on a Celtics in the playoffs goes all the way back to Magic Johnson in 1980. So a very impressive out of, um, outing by a young man, um, 37 points. The, um, the thing that I'd like to see, or what I got going on in my mind, is let's see if he can continue this. And he doesn't even have to put up those big numbers, but um, he's coming off the bench, and uh, he is the sixth man. I was looking at the stats on this. He he did get a, a ton of ten, uh, playing time, but to be honest, before the game, this was the first time I've heard of um, the first time I've ever heard of this kid, and um, he made the headlines. I think the the headlines, as I've been mentioning all through the uh, the bubble has been the, the heat and how incredible they've done. And uh, it's been Bam Adebayu. He, he's been the big um, solid workhorse behind Jimmy Butler's team here. Um, he also contributed with 20 points. Um, but uh, to have a rookie guard come off the bench and score that many points um, is an incredible story. We're gonna have to follow him. Um, Miami is now up three games to one. I think the glimmer of hope for the Celtics is done, but um, there's still a lot of Celtic fans who are still rooting, and they do got to play another game. So for now, it's 3-1 Miami, and uh, we'll see what happens here in uh, Game 5. Also, last night in the NBA, everybody who thought Denver, who had won Game 3, made it two games to one, had a chance here to possibly do it again here in Game 4, not to be. Lakers 114-106. This was actually a, a fairly close game. There was no huge 20-point um, um, leads. Lakers, I mean, Denver was up early in this game for a while in the first half. 
um, but the Lakers overcame it, and it was the big three for the Lakers. LeBron with 26 points. The one who had the big game was AD, 34 points. He was high score. And let's not forget Dwight Howard, super, Superman with 11 boards. So Lakers now have a three games to one lead. Um, so we have two three game to one leads in the East and West. Uh, I just think they got to finish them up. I, I don't see Denver or Boston making a comeback. Who knows? Maybe they do win a game, but uh, I think we're clearly headed towards the Miami Los Angeles um, finals. Um, and as I can't mention, Miami the biggest surprise in the bubble. Unfortunately, I think they're going to go up against the Laker team that is just on a whole nother level and has just too much big big names, big offense. Um, I think we're good. we're headed to a Laker uh, championship in the bubble. We'll see how my thoughts on that come out. Let's move on to what else going on in the world of sports. Let's talk hockey. Um, <clears throat> game three, they had a pivotal a pivotal game three, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Now, remember what I said talking about pivotal games, games three and five, and well, we also know game seven always is the most pivotal of them all. But games three and five are the important games to keep an eye on in in um, seven game series, especially if they're even, because that gives the, the, the pivotal game, gives the one team a lead. And Tampa Bay did take that game three down with a five to two win over Dallas. They came out strong. Big story here. Steven Stamkos, who's the um, captain for the uh, Lightning, it's been out most of the year. I guess he hasn't played in 211 days. And uh, on the break during summer, he tried to make a comeback, but kept re-aggravating the injury. So he was able to come back. And uh, what a boost he gave this team. And um, it turns out his first shot actually scored. So he scores in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish the game. Uh, it's, it appears he once again may have re-aggravated either the hamstring or the leg injury. Um, we'll have to see if he's going to be able to come back for another game. But he certainly lifted up his team. Um, the game, it wasn't close. The, the scoring juggernaut just keeps going in Tampa Bay. The big names also um, contributed. Kucherov and uh, Point each got a goal. Sorelli gets an assist. Um, those have been the consistent big names, and they keep moving on. Um, Kadavin, who I've been rooting for and who I would like to see win, um, looked a little fatigued, and he's played most of the games. They finally, they got, he had 29 saves, but uh, Dallas finally realized, let's give him some rest. Um, they brought in Ottinger in the third period. It didn't really matter at that point what happened. It was clear it was a Tampa Bay game. So they take the pivotal, pivotal game three, and um, I still think there's a lot of hockey here, but um, uh, and Stamkos' return certainly ignited him. But let's see what happens as we go forward um, in Stanley Cup. Let's take a look at baseball, guys. Well, I've been saying it that baseball, you know, pent-up fever is going to warm up. And quite frankly, to be honest, I've been wrong. Because out of everything going on, we're down to the last three or four games of baseball. And it just appears nobody seems to care. All the highlights on TV on all the sports channel is either football, basketball, and, and even the hockey they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's been overshadowed. But nothing's been overshadowed like uh, baseball. And again, this is a crazy time. You know, we've got all four major sports going at the same time. I don't know if or when the last time that's happened. Baseball has clearly been overshadowed. Um, 
so any rate, as I mentioned last time, or the last um, the last time I was on, which was uh, two days ago, we're down to four teams fighting for two final spots, and that's really the only story left here in the uh, regular season. And, and again, these four it's in the National League, and we've got Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and the Milwaukee Brewers fighting for two spots. Um, the Cincy and, and Frisco have the inside track, and uh, they've been playing better ball than Philly than in Milwaukee. Um, Philly's the, the team I'm going to keep an eye on. They're one game out. They're on the outside, but they've got the big name. They've got Bryce Harper. Can he carry them across the finish line? Can he somehow at least tie or get them into one of those final positions? I mentioned last time about the um, tiebreaker, and to be honest, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll look into that for the next show to see if they, what, how, or if. Because when you got four teams fighting for two spots, there's probably going to be a tiebreaker. But I uh, don't know the details on it yet. Reason I, reason why I talk about Bryce Harper is because he's such a big money name. And I looked at his numbers. Turns out right now, Bryce Harper's batting 256. He's got 30 RBIs, 13 home runs. And he's played in all the games. He's that's in 55 games. I think he may have missed one. I think one or two at the most. Um, for Bryce Harper to go the entire season and not be injured is an incredible sign. It's a good sign. It's a, that alone is an incredible story. Um, in this case, the, the season's only 60 games, not 160. But a healthy Bryce Harper usually means something good. And as far as those numbers go, and as I was saying, 30 RBI, 13 home runs. Um, those aren't bad numbers um, in a 60-game season. Um, he's not going to lead the league in anything, but those those are decent numbers. The hitting average is low at 256. I think his walk production might have been done is down. That's why the average is low. Um, so <clears throat> they're certainly not superstar numbers, but they're solid numbers, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if Harper can carry his team across the finish line as uh, we're heading down. And there's only three, three or four games left. The, the the regular season will be decided will be decided by the end of the week, unless you've got teams like St. Louis, who's got to you know do a bunch of these double headers just to get to the finish line. But other than that, baseball is, is coming to an end, or the regular season is coming to an end here. So keep an eye on this, and let's hope here this weekend we hear a little bit more news out of the baseball world as um, we get ready to uh, run into the playoffs. Okay, guys, as I mentioned, what, um, the preview for this week, or I'm sorry, the theme of this week is the NFL Week 3 previews. And uh, we're already here, so I'm going to get right into it. What I'm going to do is just talk about a couple of the big games coming up this weekend. And then don't forget, i got that five-star pick for you at the end of the show here. And uh, let, let's see how we can how I do with that. So as I was looking over the games, um, the 10 o'clock games, here's one that um, I'm really interested in watching, and I think this is going to be a good game. And It might not be the get the huge hype or the ratings that everybody's looking for, but I, I think this is definitely a great team to, game to see with the indication of these two teams, and that is the Los Angeles Rams are going to the Buffalo Bills. Both teams right now are 2-0. Both teams had impressive starts. Both teams have um, a new look. And um, it'll be interesting, interesting to see who does who who takes this one down. Buffalo with the big win um, in Miami last week to to make the you know to try to make the the statement that they are the real team, that they are the dominant team in the AFC East. 
they now lead the AFC East. And um, the more we see Buffalo, we got to talk about what's going on. And Josh Allen now is finally getting the confidence. He's throwing the ball. He's got his long man, Stefan Diggs. He's catching the big plays. So <clears throat> Buffalo has turned to the, to the offensive throw game. Um, it'll be interesting because they've also got Singletary in the backfield. And if they're gonna if they're gonna have success success against this Rams defense, they're gonna need the running game. In my opinion, um, I, I think the running game may tell the story in this one because I think um, Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs and, and Buffalo in general it, to rely on that passing game against Jalen Ramsey and Arnold and Arnold um, Sam Donald in the backfield is is just gonna be tough. So I think uh, Buffalo's going to have to show a little bit more depth here. However, don't count them out. Uh, Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Mafia, they're going to be there to root them on. Even if it can't be in person, this will be a big, um, a big game to watch. If you look at the Rams, their offense, they've got some depth. And all of a sudden, the Rams are going to be a team in the uh, NFC as well to, to keep an eye on. You know, um, it's a new look because um, Todd Gurley's gone, but... Goff has got Cooper Cups, he's got Woods and Higbees, some incredible throwing power. He loves to roll out. They finally had a, a big running game from Henderson. So if the Rams can put a running game with that rollout offensive passive game, they're going to be very powerful. So <clears throat> a lot of depth here from the Rams that I didn't think we were going to see um, at the beginning of the season. It's starting to become clear that the Rams could be for real this year. This is going to be a fun game. Um, I, I'm going to be watching it. It's, uh, I think this is one of those games where you see two teams early in the year with a lot of talent. Um, the, the winner, clearly one of these teams is going to be 3-0 and, and clearly on the way to a, uh, to a, a great start. So I'm going to enjoy this one. Don't have a prediction by any means, but um, I, I still think if Buffalo's going to win, you get, they're going to have to do something with the running game because I think the Rams defensively will have an answer for them. Um, anyway, let's move on. Another morning game is the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders will go into New England. Well, we saw what happened last week on Monday Night Football. It was the home opener for the Raiders. They took down the Saints 34-24. Incredible story, incredible game. I talked about that on my last show when I did um, the theme was the, um, the Raiders. Um, now the question is they're, they're 2-0. They go into New England. And then the other story there was New England had the big Sunday night loss against Seattle, which was uh, probably one of the most exciting games we've seen in a while. It went down to the final play where Cam the man, Superman, tried to run it in, but this time Seattle had an answer and they upended him. I, I, uh, I made a good funny about that one on the website. So again, sportscomedyshow.net, go to the football page and you'll uh, see a good uh, football brief on that one. Any rate, getting back to this game, as I look at it and try to you know try to figure out who or think who how is this game going to play out? Um, for Cam, yes, he likes to roll and run. He didn't go too much to his running game um, against Seattle because they're kind of tight. But he's going to have to get some production out of Sony Michelle. Um, and he's going to have to you know you can't just rely on Edelman in the air game. You're going to have to get some produ production on the running game. Even White's going to have James White's going to have to step in. So if Cam can balance, can do what New England normally does, which is a balanced attack, they may have an answer for um, Las Vegas because Las Vegas is going to come at you hard and fast. 
and we know what's going to happen here. Clark's going to run, or he's going to run, he's going to drop back and run around, and he's going to find Darren Waller. Um, he's going to find Rugs. He's going to find Renfo. He's going to tap. He's he's going to throw that ball, and, and he, he's going to make. A, he, he, they're going to they're going to put some points on the board offensively. Um, the question is, can New England keep up with them in the offensive production? So. Game is at uh, Gillette Stadium, so that kind of does favor New England. They've always been a much better team at home. This is going to be a good test for the Raiders. They are 2-0. They have a big magical win. Can they carry the momentum into New England and uh, take out New England at home? So we'll see what happens there. Let's look at another morning game here. Cincy and Philadelphia. Well, both these two teams are 0-2. And the story here, well, I don't really know what the story here is. Actually, the story is Philadelphia, 0-2 and in dire need of a win. Um, they, are, they are considered a playoff team. They are considered a team to, supposed to win um, their division. At this point, let's, the only thing they can be considered for is the flub of the year. Carson Wentz has not had a good start. He's been sacked. He's been racked. And um, he needs to break out of it. He's in a funk. And the question is, can he do it against Cincinnati? Now, on the other side, Joe Burrows, he's had a tough start, but he's a rookie. And in, in both those games, it appears that he could play. That first one was such a close loss to the Chargers. Um, he, he's going to make a name for himself, and he's going to be a quarterback. But um, he needs to find, he's looking to get that first victory. And um, for him to get that, he's going to need a little help. He's going to need the running game. Mixon's going to have to produce. Um, and then the big guns, you know, A.J. Green, he's going to have to find him. He really hasn't got on, on track with him yet. He, he needs to find him in the end zone, and he needs to be able to put some points on the board. This will probably be a low-scoring, maybe boring game. Um, and I just got a funny feeling Joe Burrows is going to finally get onto the winning board because um, I don't see Philadelphia having the answers to their problems. But uh, it, it is in Philly, and uh, it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, certainly not a marquee game. We got two teams 0-2, but um, it's one to, to keep an eye on. And uh, a lot of Philly fans, they're Philly pride on the line because if they go 0-3, then I hear next week they, I think they go up against the New Orleans. It's only going to get harder for Philly. So let's keep an eye on that one and see what happens. Okay, so let's talk about another morning game. We got the we got Frisco, San Francisco 49ers going to the New York Giants. You know, as I'm doing, preparing the show and I'm going over the stats and everything, sometimes I get so involved with all those stats and telling numbers and talking about players, I kind of forget this is a comedy show. So I'm not going to give you any of that junk in this game because I don't think anybody really cares. But this is what I would like to see in this game. I would like to see the 49ers and Giants play the entire game and not have any injuries. These two teams have been beat up with injuries. You know, when I talk about Frisco, I like to call them Jimmy G and the boys. Unfortunately, Jimmy G and the boys are all injured. They'll be watching this game from a Buffalo Wild Wings by having a, a, a big, a big um, bowl of wild, a big bowl of Buffalo Wings and uh, a big beer. They're not going to be there. The Giants, you know, they've lost their running back. They're starting over now. Um, what they got Devontae Freeman. I just want to see this game with no injuries. It would be nice to watch a full game with no injuries, and these two teams would be a great place to start. All right, let's look at another one. Um, Tampa Bay goes into Denver, 
And, uh, you know, we always, when I go over the big games, we have to put the Tampa Bay in the slot because they're, they're Tom Brady. And uh, he still is Tom Brady. Um, he, he still is a big name, and everybody wants to hear about him, whether you uh, love him or hate him. Well, they did have their big win last week at home, their home opener against Carolina. Greatly needed. Um, you know, Tom never started the season 0-2, and he didn't start it this year, so good for him. Now they go to Denver. And I, this should be, if Tom is prepared and, done, and has done their work, which they probably have, they should be able to, to, to roll over Denver. Um, what I think I would like to see, and it's been, a, it's, been, it's been the talk as well, Gronk only had one target last week. In the first week, he only had one or two targets, very limited playing time. Um, it's interesting. What's the story with Gronk? Are we just down, are we slow rolling him because it's so early in the season and let's save him for later when it really counts? Or is he just not a part of this offense? Is he just not, he's a little older, so he's not in the position to be a, uh, a strong standout like he was for so many years. So let's keep an eye on the Gronk and see where he, where he fits into this offense. The other big name that did fit into the offense now is uh, Fournette. Will was was the big game. Uh, he made the big play in the last game against Carolina. He did have 103 yards um, and that big touchdown. So I think he, he may now be their starting running back. And um, it's important because um, Mike Evans is healthy on the wide receiver, on the wide receiving end of things. But Brady's going to need a running game. Um, if you have a balanced attack, and Tom's always been a balanced player, um, it'll be a lot better for them. Denver, the, uh, two or three of their big guys on defense have went down in the last uh, week or two. And defense and Denver is a defensive-oriented team. They are 0-2. I don't think they have an answer here. I, I like Tampa Bay in this one, um, and uh, we'll see how they do there. Okay, let's take a look at, okay, here's a good one now on the 1 o'clock games is we've got Dallas at Seattle. Everybody's been kind of hyping this game up. Um, Seattle, the surprise of the year. Um, Russell Wilson has been on fire, and it's real early in the year, but they're already talking at the rate he's going. If he can continue this, um, he's definitely a candidate for the MVP. And uh, he's got a lot of offense with him. <clears throat> he's got uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Carlos Hyde. You're gonna you're gonna hear from those guys. They're they're gonna they're gonna help him run around crazy like he normally does, and, but make the big plays to them. Um, now Dallas on the other side, they had the big win last week with the onside kick, um, came with a big comeback against Atlanta, who loves to who loves to choke down the the wire, which once again they did. Um, this will be a good test for them going into Seattle. Can Dak and Ezekiel do it? Um, as far as the air game, Dak has been going to Gallup a, a lot more than um, Amari Cooper, and I don't know why. I mean, Gallup's good, don't get me wrong, but I, I think you're going to have to hear or see more of Amari Cooper if Dallas, needs, uh, if Dallas is going to keep up with Seattle and uh, put up the high points on the board that they're going to need to. This game does look <clears throat> like a big um, showdown or, or an offensive game. I don't see a low defensive game with these two teams. I would not be surprised if the score here ends up somewhere in the 30s on each side. Um, and this looks like it's going to be another fun game. You know, the, these these high-scoring fun games where they go back and forth and they they have a way of going down to the wire, Is uh, I think that's what we're going to be dealing with here. 
One thing about Seattle, as good as they are and um, as strong as they are, I, I've never seen them. I've never seen them blow anybody out. They don't blow teams out. I think on week one they had a big lead and but it ended up being close. Um, but Seattle just they 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 can win the big games, but it's never a blowout. And uh, I don't think that's going to be any exception here. I look for Dallas to stay with them, tooth and nail. The game's in Seattle. I think Seattle does have the edge um, over them, but it's going to be fun to watch. I think this could be another barn burner and uh, set the pace for a fun Sunday afternoon. Let's take a look at Sunday Night Football. Now, this is probably the banner game of the week, and sure enough, it's going to be on Sunday night, and that is we've got Green Bay at New Orleans. And when that happens... Um, that means we got Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers going back and forth, two of the biggest quarterbacks in the uh, in football league and also in the NFC. And this is always a big NFC showdown. They're not in the same division, but these two teams usually find a way to meet each other on the way to the Super Bowl. So this could very well be a, uh, a playoff preview game right here. Very early in the season to think like that, but these two teams are definitely stacked. The pack is 2-0. Orleans is one and one. They did have the loss last week um, in Las Vegas, and during the week I've been watching the commentary. They've been down on New Orleans as if they're a bad team or they have problems. No, they just went up into something much bigger than a football game, and that was um, the Raiders coming into Las Vegas. That's all that was. Um, so <clears throat> I look for New Orleans to come back here and and put on a strong performance um, for the Packers. The question is Devontae Adams. Um, they're one of their biggest weapons. He's questionable. Um, we don't know what that really means, if he's going to be able to play or not. Questionable usually means to yes, but I haven't got any inside reports on that. For the Saints, Michael Thomas is out. They still got a ton of, rec uh, ton of weapons here. Um, and this is like that last game I was talking about. Look for this to be a high-scoring game. Um, I, I can't see this game being, being a 15-20 to 20 game. I can see each of these teams easily getting into the 30 or 40 point range on a Sunday night football. This should also be an exciting game. Um, I think the over could be the, the way to go with this one um, as these two teams will go back and forth on each other. It'll be exciting because it's going to be all about Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And um, it's, it'll be funny to see who, who comes out on top. But it, it's Sunday night football. That will be the big game of the week. And Let's hope it's uh, as exciting as last week, and uh, it keeps us going. Okay, guys, that's going to be it for uh, our week three recap. Now, remember, I did say I'm going to give you my five-star pick, and it's that time. Um, I am one and one on the five-star pick. And so this week, after looking at them all, it was one of the games I kind of touched on, and that is I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they get a generous six and a half points against Philly, and um, I could see them possibly winning this game upright, let alone the fact that I just can't see Philly. The only pe per, um, team Philly can blow out is themselves. So I like Cincy plus the points. That's going to be my five-star pick for this week. We'll see how we do. Again, I am one-on-one. -on -one. All right, guys, I'm going to leave it there for, uh, for the show. I want to thank you for joining in. Um, again, check out the funny football briefs on the website. That's sportscomedyshow.net. Um, I'll be back Monday. We'll recap the weekend and uh, see how that five-star pick did, and we'll go from there. Have a good day.